Allentown, Bethlehem, Easton, and sometimes Emmaus. Welcome to the Lehigh Valley with Love Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Leah Valley with Love podcast. This is episode twenty nine. This is getting nine. Wow. Getting serious. Uh, well, am, George, it's been serious. I've taken it serious. From day I one. just started getting serious. Um, I am your host, George Wacker, the co-host or other host. Co-host, Rock. co-host is fine. I'll go. I'll All go right. by co-host. That's I don't want to like. I'm having a bad thing. day, George. Well, we uh, before we get into that. Uh, we have a very special in-studio guest, David Lubar. Yes, hey, David. Oh, thank you. I'm so happy to be here to uh, launch my stealth career in Lehigh Valley <laughs> after living here for 30 years. Yeah. We have a lot to talk about with him, just because I didn't know anything about uh, him until you brought up that he was coming on. He told me, hey, I got uh-huh. this guy, Dave. And then I went on his Wikipedia page, he's an author, but he also designed some games back in the day that people are, I think, going to be surprised about. And I'm going to even play one on air. Oh, on air. On air. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Live during so. the podcast. So well, let's, okay, let's, let's, uh, let's just recap what's going on. Uh, You're in pain. Well, yeah, so I, I, I worked out two days ago. <laughs> one. I, I lifted weights for one. And my arms, there's lactic acid build up in my biceps, which I think is a design flaw of the human body. Like I, I did. Wait, how did you come to this? I'm sorry. How I was did you kind come of to this? coerced to work out. But how did you come to this diagnosis? Did you? Well, because I, I'm like, why do my arms hurt? And then like, well, did you work out? You have lactic acid. Who said this? The internet. Do you go to like WebMD? No, it's like, it's common knowledge. I know that's what it is. But your I arms think, hurt because you lifted weights. Right. Right. So but you're sore. radiating so much testosterone now that the dog <laughs> next to you has started humping my leg. <laughs> I think, but what, what a design flaw of the human body! Like I did the right thing, and this is how they repay me. So you're mad that I'm mad you that my body. I, I, I did the right thing for my body, and they the re, the repayment is we're gonna make you in pain for the next four days. You know what? As much as that's silly, I I agree in the sense that it's like why do the the best the foods that taste the best yeah are the worst for you yeah i did the right thing by not dying at 50 and <laughs> i'm bald i have metal hips i i can barely oh, see oh yeah sorry there's three flights of steps i didn't know that we should have yeah this is a very this yeah. this uh, george this studio expect is, a lawsuit coming your way this studio is top level <laughs> well, I, I, I had i had a thing i uh, my toes were like tingling i'm like oh man i have diabetes i'm going to die <laughs> Um, it, it turns out I had plantar fasciitis, uh, so like the whatever you can look it up. Uh, we're just a, a bunch of three pictures of perfect health here. That's so. But I'm like, this is yeah. so old. I had to go buy new freaking old guy shoes. What new balances? White new balance. But I have those shoes that he's wearing. I literally. Oh, have don't them. call him out with this. Oh, that's shoes. why they smelled when I bought them. <laughs> <clears throat> plantar fasciitis sounds like a really bad Batman villain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, it's plantar fasciitis. <laughs> it sucks though, like your feet hurt all the time. I mean, I'm better now because I got good right, shoes. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Ardvark. Yeah, they do. Uh, they do a good job. And Main shout Street. out to Dr. Patrick Brogel of Lehigh Valley Orthopedics, who gave me not one but two titanium hips. No, oh man, right. really? Jeez. Best doctor in the valley. You're basically you're like a super. Hero. How do you I'm, mess I'm up over, your hips? You know, yeah. I'm Wolverine. I got the sideburns. <laughs> I, got, I got the hips. And that's how all do you my... mess up your hips that bad? Um, arthritis, but not diet. Oh, okay. yeah, well, yeah. I didn't die at fifty. It's yeah, like you live yeah. long enough, things just start breaking down. So, uh, real quick to to bring people up to speed, David, I, we met. So we met a long time ago. David lives. How would you describe it? To on my a mom. corner. On, on a corner. Yeah, <laughs> not the corner you're thinking. In Nazareth. In Lower Nazareth. It's Lower uh, Nazareth. Uh, yeah. Don't don't. We're don't not off- in the borough. Don't guys. offend us, okay? But probably within a. A pitching wedge from my mom's house, except golf sucks. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So and then when I was in elementary school and growing up, you would come in and talk about books that you wrote. Yes, and I uh, and what did, what did little Tyler do? When- I was probably just tuned out. Maybe uh, you know, giving somebody an eraser burn or receiving <laughs> one myself. <laughs> but and, yeah, you know, I I was the kid who completely annoyed my teachers by talking constantly uh-huh. so now when i speak at a school and there's a kid like tyler i figure it's just me coming back to haunt myself <laughs> yeah 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 and i shoot him <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you you've uh 
and then so then we met we reconnected you did you took a, a stand-up class i did yeah and i that, oddly you, we had to sit but yeah right, right who taught that class uh ryan is it ryan 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 uh ryan, yes. hill. ryan hill yeah ryan, ryan hill great guy great guy oh yeah he, he, excellent teacher my um performances on youtube <clears throat> it has now had some views <laughs> yeah david lubar stand up nice uh, the right. three people who have sat through the whole medical thing we talked about and are still listening um <laughs> give me those three more hits i need right get, yeah whatever. Get, get to six but yeah you so you you've been you've been you've been a writer for full time for a long time I mean. a very long time yes how did you get your start yeah i mean because that's and we'll get to the other stuff i want to like i want to save it like the, the good <laughs> stuff but you're you know, excited you're like i a little am no like, i was i saw this last night and i'm all i'm pumped <laughs> Um, because being when you say like being a writer, like that's your full time profession. I make my living like that, that's, making up the stuff. That's yeah. what I want. Like I graduated Moravian. I'm like I'm gonna be a writer, and I got you know went into uh, the newspaper. Like this is horrible. Well, he that's not it's a that's journalism. I know, but you know what I mean. Like I'm like I need to pay my bills. Right, right, right. So I'll do it with writing, and then it just never worked out. But no, so to me that's fascinating. Mm -hmm. Um, that you know. Well, you do that, so <clears throat> I got it. <clears throat> another thing. At sixty-four, you can't speak without clearing right. your throat. Uh, apologies to the two people still left. <laughs> I got out of college with a degree in philosophy. Okay, which seemed like a good idea till I found out. Where'd you that, go? Uh, I went to Rutgers. Okay, and I discovered that nobody was hiring philosophers that year. <laughs> so I have I figured, a or any year since. Basically, right, I will. I will uh, make a living in the lucrative field of writing humor for magazines and short stories for kids and i made eight dollars my first year really yeah eight nice. whopping dollars what was the first gig but that's inflation uh, i sold a like one-liner to a comedy service and they normally pay a dollar but because mine was dated and topical i got 75 cents for it <laughs> i kept the check just to screw up his back bookkeeping for life yeah um and then after a couple years then i made 800 and then my wife made a suggestion i get a real job <laughs> and i had i had picked up this computer magazine Never took a computer class, but I sold them a story, and I looked at the programs. They, in the old days, they would actually publish programs you could type into your computer. Okay. I didn't have a computer. I didn't know programming language, but when I looked at the programming languages, I understood them. Right. Because for four years, I had taken every logic class I could. Huh. And I loved logic, and computer programming is logic, so it turned out I had taught myself to program. How is it logic? Because it's not one plus two. It's if and or. Okay. <clears throat> in other words... If the player has pressed the joystick button and the frog is on a log, then the frog can jump. So right. every, everything is logic and flow. It's all... Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And does that... So yeah, it's a logical explanation, Tyler. Yeah, that was great. I'm, a pro, I'm, I'm using you, my You're a pro. Yeah. yeah. You, you taught Tyler. Your 75 cent yeah. check is in the mail. Yes, That's for is. sure. Um, <laughs> for, so what, it, no, so it's, in my, it's in my bathroom, actually. <laughs> well, we'll keep going with that. So you, 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 you pick up that ad for programming and then and then i got a job on the very magazine i had sold the story to so thus journalism for me too working at a computer magazine mm -hmm. and i did that for about 13 years i worked okay for, i i got offered a job i was living in new jersey got offered a job in california for three times what i was making on the magazine uh -huh. so my wife and i moved out there and i worked for a series of companies which went bankrupt in succession because that's how software works right and then I got laid off when she was pregnant, but ended up making more money freelancing and kept working in the game industry, moved back here because that's where all the grandparents were. Mm -hmm. We had a daughter by then. In the Lehigh Valley? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I wanted to move to New Jersey, but I couldn't afford it. Yeah. They were showing us houses with bullet holes in them. For, <laughs> and then and people said, oh, check out across the river. Yeah. <laughs> and, and there we are. And my wife sees these carefree kids walking around Nazareth with backpacks, you know, no clue what's really in the backpacks. But yeah, right. Like, oh, this looks idyllic. So we ended up in Nazareth. <laughs> Nazareth. Yeah. Actually, was it lower, right, lower Nazareth. That house? That Those house, kids had yeah. crowbars in their backpacks. Yeah, yeah, right. They probably had just their... <laughs> or bars. <laughs> just yeah. candy bars, more like it. Sure. And uh, uh, yeah. we didn't want to uh, move while our daughter was going through school. So here we are. Yeah. Still, still well, I here. mean, let's, let's backtrack a little bit. Because oh, you yeah. talk about soft, <laughs> we worked at some software companies. Uh, on your Wikipedia page, look up David Lubar. You worked on uh, Game Boy, Apple II, Atari uh, twenty six hundred, and Atari eight hundred. Yeah, and, and Nintendo. Yeah. You have a Nintendo game. <clears throat> so on Game Boy, Home Alone, Frogger, Frogger Two, Swampy's Revenge. 
which is I've never played it. <laughs> well, you know why? Because after they shipped the first four hundred thousand copies, Hasbro, who was publishing it, I did it from a Jesco. Hasbro discovered they did not own the rights to Frogger. Okay, and they killed the project. Oh, well, I mean, it's just I've I've watched. I mean, I grew up in the in the eighties and, and early nineties playing well, video you, games. You got older in those. Well, years. looking around the okay. room, I think it would be more accurate to say you lived in the eighties. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You didn't Come technically on. grow up yet. This well, is a roast, right? Roast the host. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's always fine, turns it's into a roast of George every. <laughs> but I know it's like it's really fascinating to me that you worked on you know some of these games. Like how how does that do you go into what was your daily like uh, a day in your life of work when you went in to work on you know you worked on The Simpsons Bart versus the World which we'll play. That was yeah that was that was just a small part. They they had a level they had they were behind they were late on the game they brought everybody in. And anywhere in the company, and I just sat there for a day, placing volcanoes in the right spot on the screen. Okay. Which was we had to do manually by putting in the right numbers back then because we didn't have the utilities. Okay. But a normal day, if I was working on an original game, would be first brainstorming the game, coming up with ideas, roughing it out. I would, let's say, I had a game with a spaceship firing bullets. I would just put a square for the spaceship and worry about the art later. Test out the play. Test how it felt tweak it, start designing and testing it. If I were doing a translation, like when I was asked to put Frogger on the Game Boy, it was just a very simple task of emulating what I saw on the screen by writing the code, which, unbeknownst to some people, was logic. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. When, when you're making Frogger on, on the Game Boy, what, at, at that time, like what interface are you using? What computer are you using? We used a, uh, a PC and an emulator, basically, mm -hmm that would produce the code, and then we had um, a big circuit board with a Game Boy screen on it, and you would plug a cable from the computer into there, so it would act as a cartridge, but it would also have debugging. So you could check things. For example, if, if a game kept crashing every time you scored points, you could tell it, to stop the code when you scored points, and you could look at the code and step through it one. So line you at a time. you would write the code and then run it. Yes. And see where, yes. where the I don't know. It just blows my mind. Like I, yeah. it's So it's so neat. Well, just because you, you know, when you're playing these games as a kid, and I when I saw this, and Tyler sent me the thing, and and I brought you up on Wikipedia last night, and then I brought up my emulator and I started playing back. I have every Nintendo game ever made on my computer. Right. So I started like playing them back, but it, it's just so interesting that. You know, there are people who made Well, these. let's bring one up, and let's have him go All do right. a play-by-play -play of what's actually going on behind the scenes. Can we, can we do that? Is, would that sure. be possible? What are my choices? Well, I mean, I can bring up any game on Nintendo, but I have Bart versus the World just because you worked on it, yeah. and I played it last or is night. There, is there a better game he should... Um, it's a horrible game. <laughs> <laughs> no yeah, it, I, I, I said all I did was put the volcanoes on the screen. The game games I did completely by myself would be like Frogger 2... Uh, yeah, bring alone. one of them. Uh, I don't have Frogger 2. On do you have Do you have a 2600 emulator, the Atari? Uh, I... Probably by the time we got something, you know, it might be just as easy for me to to give a theoretical example. Like uh. let Let's say I detect that the player has pressed the joystick button. Uh huh. I detect that because when you press a button, a certain byte in the computer changes its value. Yeah. So each loop through the program, and a loop is every time this video is refreshed. So on a TV, it would be used to be 60 times a second, you'd start, you'd, you'd look at the joystick value and see if one of the bits had changed. If it hadn't, you know the joystick hadn't been pressed. Right. If it had been pressed, you would first uh -oh. check to see if you were already in the process of doing a joystick press. Uh -huh. If not, you would say, okay, the button's been pressed, and you would go to a series of routines. You would say, am I already jumping? In that case, no, you don't start yeah, yeah. jump. Okay. Am I in the process of dying? The... Uh, game frog not the programmer and if i am not in the process of dying i know i could possibly jump is there something in my way so i can't move no so at this point i would take a, a variable for jumping and set the value for the start of a jump yeah like let's say a, a jump took 30 frames i put the value 30 in yeah and then later in my code i would look at that variable for jumping and say oh we're at, we're at number 30 and i would look up the picture for that frame yeah i would move the frog in the direction determined by where he was facing so it's it's really done step by it's step. tedious it's a tedious process it, you know it's tedious if you don't enjoy tedium right okay I'm... if you do 
there, there are people who... Do you enjoy tedium? Um, you know, that's that's such a low-hanging fruit straight line. I'm, I'm going to say, yes, I do enjoy certain types of tedium. Others I don't. I mean, there are people who do needlepoint. There are people... Yeah. Who enjoy? Wait, I'm playing Bart versus the world now. Like, how many pe- how many people were involved in this horrible game? This is a uh, whole company. But the thing is, you can't, <laughs> you, you cannot judge it. You cannot judge it by the aesthetics. I know. Of, I know. It's, of it's this. At the time, I'm like, like I'm climbing up a. I'm climbing up a. Uh, I'm on a pirate ship. But you notice, I want to point something out to you. As you're climbing up, climb up again. Okay. There's a very cheap animation. You're just flipping the sprite back and forth. Yeah. And that's and that is. A way to save resources because it was all about resources back then. Okay. The uh, the Atari Twenty Six Hundred had four thousand bytes for the program, and only one hundred and twenty eight bytes of RAM for storing things like uh, the score. Yeah. Well, I think George. Another thing we're learning here is George oh. is very bad at the game. So well, that I don't know what's going on. Like I'm on the I'm on the ship. You're just collecting stuff. I can't. There's only two buttons. This is the Nintendo. Remember. As the whole podcast falls silent, watching George. <laughs> yeah, George. Well, I mean, the, if you the, look the, up the listeners the can't see how bad you are at <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, I'm not. Good. I don't even. I don't know what's going on. Uh, um, I, I I don't remember much about the game, but I think you're not supposed to jump headfirst into <laughs> into a knife. <laughs> yeah, or in life right, in general. Right, right. But yeah, I mean, it, it's um, yeah, I, I'm sure it's whatever. It's also nostalgia, but it's it's so interesting to me. Like those credits rolled through, right? Right. Of, uh, when was that game made? Like ninety two, mm-hmm. um, and I always think, or you look at movies, like when you see the credits from like an eighties movie, and you're like, what are those? What are those people up to? Like that yeah. is so interesting because this was for a period of of time, this was their life. Yeah. Well, let me give you the sixty second sure. history of why I don't do this anymore. Yeah. <clears throat> when when I started doing games, one person would do a whole game. Mm-hmm. I think the most famous example of that later was Jordan Metchner doing. Um, e. Prin- Prince of Persia. Oh, okay. No, uh, E.T. was a was a landfill filler. So basically, <laughs> I would sit down, I would come up with an idea, I would design the levels, I would do the graphics because they were just eight bit eight pixels, like eight dots across. It's really you, you, you don't have to mm-hmm. be an art genius to do it. Even though I'm so bad at art that sometimes <laughs> I got help. Yeah. And you would do the music because the music was just beep beep boop. Yeah. So there we are. And then at one point early on. Some of the programming house, the design houses said, you know what, we should get artists. And as, as it moved from the Atari to the Game Boy and the Nintendo, they needed artists. Yeah. And then they said, oh, you know what, we need sound people too. So they brought in musicians. So now you had, a, you had a programmer, an artist, and a musician. And that's when all hell broke loose because they realized, so oh, we, need th- we have three people. Somebody has to manage this. Yeah. At which point they started bringing in people who weren't gamers. Yeah. And that's where everything became really Too many cooks in the kitchen kind of thing? Pardon? Too many cooks in the kitchen type of thing? Ironically, yes. <laughs> um, I say that because one company I worked for, the owners were named Gary and Dan Kitchen. They were, <laughs> they were pioneers in the field. Gary actually designed uh, one of the handheld uh, pinball machines. And he did. they did a lot of the early um, Nintendo games. And they did Super Battle Tank later. But so you went from a programmer to a programmer and artist, programmer, artist, musician, and then you had managers, and then you had teams, and then you had team managers, yeah. and then you had, screw this, I'm doing something else. because the- we, We've lost George completely, by the way. He's now in games. Oh, look He's at gaming. I have nothing to do with that game, but it's better. This is Robocop. <laughs> this is my favorite. This is Robocop 3 on uh, Nintendo. So now we see the razor-sharp focus of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys keep talking. Oh, look, a squirrel. <laughs> what's, that guy, what's that guy wearing? Um... Uh, there are 7,000 games exactly like that. Yeah. yeah. So, do you... Were you ever interested in gaming? Like, do you do you game today? I, are you kidding? That's all I do. Uh, when okay. I can. I, I am a level 40 uh, Pokemon Go player. 11th, level 10 Ingress. I'm currently playing Shadow of Mordor... Uh, Mordor Shadow of War. Uh, finish, Is that like a PC? No, that's... Uh, that's uh, uh, play PS4. It's also on PC. See, I'm, I'm, so, I'm finishing uh, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, I'm playing the second Simpsons game. I uh, I just bought a a uh, Oculus Go virtual reality portable That's cool. mm-hmm. system. I yeah I I, I feel like it, it, I give, it's weird. Like I I'm so interested. Like I I read. Um, I'll show you on the way out. I get I, I have thousands of comic books. I, I buy them weekly, um, and I play a game. I feel like I'm not like nerdy enough. <laughs> like my PlayStation choices are like. Grand Theft Auto, 
Yeah. And uh, what was oh, that? I'm five playing. Was, five was great though. I'm playing Mafia Three, which is <laughs> horrible. another great game, which is now uh, free on yep. PlayStation Plus. Which I'm playing that, and the new Spider-Man game. Like I just I buy the. Two out of three ain't bad. I, I, <laughs> I buy the like the the most popular stuff. Yeah, I just, yeah. Like, I really like it. Uh, and then like, you're a mainstream go, gamer. I go to the comic book shop and they're like reading these obscure comics. I'm like, I would like to read Iron Man, please. Yeah. And whatever. Well, I there's mean, something to be said about what you like. You like what you I know, like. I know. I'm right. not. You know, it's just like, when I hear him rattle off these, I'm like, man, this sounds like some serious effort into gaming. I just, yeah. you know, they're popular. They're popular. I'm not playing <clears throat> these super obscure things. No, it's, but they're pop. Yeah. Within yeah. within that crowd yeah absolutely like they're but mentioning um comic books just as a side note uh, i don't know if you've heard of marshall rogers uh he was an early uh, illustrator of batman and other things he worked at Sirius software i where i was and okay. did and then i was working with uh a fellow named glenn Schofield who was an artist and he went on to become ceo of sledgehammer oh, okay they did, they wow. did the uh, call of duty he started at crystal dynamics doing gex i believe and i probably mispronounced his name because it's yeah been decades the other thing is, uh, as far as nerd cred, I just tell people a video game that I designed <clears throat> made an appearance in the movie Revenge of the Nerds. Which <laughs> and, and I stopped because... Which game was that? It was called Space Master X7, uh, also called Alpha Mission. It was it was my attempt to put... It's really cool. It's my attempt to put a vector graphics look on the Atari 2600s. See if you, that, yeah, that was a cool game. It was fun. It was... Had a lot of fun with the with the mechanics there because. Do you ever play your games that you made? Uh, yeah, I play my games. I don't read my books after I've written them because I've read them so many times by then, and I'm yeah. terrified I'll find a typo. Right. Um, and I do. Every, all well, so that, how did you make the not, that? That brings up my next. Question. How did you transition from game creating games to writing books? Like, well, I started writing, and then I got a gaming gaming work because right, right. I wasn't making a living. And then as the gaming became less and less fun and the current company I was working for went bankrupt, which, as I mentioned, is very, very common in the industry, I thought, mm -hmm. I'm going to take another shot at writing. So in 94, I started writing, and in 95, I managed to make sell um, a, a, a two-book series and a four-book series contract, one with... Uh, with Tom Doherty books and one with Scholastic, so that got me started. Yeah. Is that, like, you, um, at that time... You know, transitioning from gaming into writing, like you write a proposal and you send it off to the publishers. Uh, with fiction, you don't write a proposal. You would either write the book itself, or you would write three chapters and an outline and synopsis. And, uh -huh. they, and they got it, and they're like, "All right, here's some you, you have a literary agent, I'm sure. I did get an agent. Yeah, uh, it was not a good match, and I, I left him, and I, it was such, I was so felt so burned. I did not get another agent, which was yeah. a huge mistake. Tyler, really, do you have an agent? <laughs> no. Uh, move, move past this one. <laughs> what's ten? What's ten percent of gas money? For <laughs> By the way, have you? There's a great podcast called Worst Gig Ever. Oh, I've heard about and it. I haven't listened to it. I yet. really, I'm a really big fan of Mike Kaplan's, who yeah, I first yeah. heard at Steel Stacks. Right. Uh, I think he oh, he was the first. He might have been. Might have been one of the first ones. Yeah. yeah. And he was on an episode of Worst Gig Ever, and he talked all about how hard it is. <clears throat> In stand up to, to pay your dues and yeah. Amy yeah. Schumer Amy in her yeah. book which is the, I hate to say it but it's the only book written by a comedian that I've ever enjoyed uh -huh. uh, they're hard to they're hard to read those yeah. kinds of books um, her her account of paying her dues just is amazing I the little taste I had of stand up I have such great respect for how hard it is I mean I paid my dues writing and you know I got in some other fields but after I did my first stand up show I started getting ready to do open mic. Yeah. And I realized the amount of time I would have to commit to comedy to do it to the level I wanted to do it. Yeah. I would not be able to do anything else. Yeah. And it's yeah. such a huge commitment. Yeah. And it, you do it because you love it. Right. Like right. Amy, yeah. That's the only reason to do it. like Amy Schumer, who people just poop on now. Like she's. <laughs> Well, it's because she's so on the good. top. Right. It, it, it's it's got to be frustrating, I would imagine, because you. you when you get good, everybody hates you, and along the way, everybody. It's hates this you. weird thing when people, in the beginning, people after you, you're done, they say great. Other comics will say great set, and you're great like, set. Oh, okay. but then at some point that stops, and oh, yeah. nobody says it to you. Is that when you know you've made it? And no, well, no, because <laughs> I haven't made it. But you're like, people are like, you, it's like, oh man, they don't, they don't want you to do good. You but know? how many people hate you? How this is how you can measure your success? <laughs> who, pull, pull. Who currently well, hates you, Tyler. Let's let's Every just Lehigh Valley alone. Let's let's take a poll. <laughs> if you hate me, 
uh, share this podcast. We should, uh, yeah, we should start with um, local local comedians that don't like Tyler. But yeah, I mean, no, a, we only have an hour. Right? Yeah, 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 right. So, so you get, and, and it's mostly your books are. Um, I, I don't want to speak for you, but is it, is it like young adult? I I I, I I span the whole range from <clears throat> young chapter books through very mature young adult. My most Mature book is I, which I think is the best one I've written so far, and this is hard because I I want to tell people the book got starred review four starred reviews, but people think of stars as one through five because of Amazon, but a starred review is so what the four, print- four out of four people <clears throat> right, um, four square I uh, know four skin four skin four skin yeah. Better. Anyhow. Let's not name it that. We're, we're, talk, we're kind of talking yeah, about that. That's, that's not the name uh, of the book. We're going to talk about the Catholic yeah. Church. <laughs> Publishers Weekly. Um, that's foreskin. Uh, Publishers <laughs> Weekly, uh, School Library Journal, Kirkus Reviews, and Booklist will give some books a star. Only the books they think are the best sure. of that month. And my Character Driven was the first book of mine that got four different starred reviews. And it's my most mature book. It's uh, my, I used to. Dunk used to be my favorite book. That's the book I gave. Yeah, it just gave me. It's about that one, uh, Pennsylvania's Young Adult Book Award. Okay. And you notice we how we've gone halfway into the podcast at least before I even mention a title because we're I good. We're, you know we're we're building people up. But it yeah. them to I, get I suck at self promotion. I, <laughs> I I could I could run up to people with a gun and say buy my book and they'd say. Um, can I get John? Green There's no bullets in that yeah. guy. You know what? I think I think people appreciate it though. Like when they kind of know the author more, at least I do. Um, what was I going to say? Well, I, I was going to ask you about like uh, Kindles and and buying books that way. Uh, do you are you a big still a big? Uh, I need to have the physical book guy, and I, I have um, a Kindle. I mean, I'm I'm a big book person. Um, George, but... you have one. You know what? <laughs> no, <laughs> you know what I use my uh, Nook for? The book. Playing Candy Crush. Yeah, yeah Candy, candy Crush. I uh, no, I mean, ebooks are great if you're traveling, if you're going to be somewhere, and you want to bring five books with you. But I love right. having the physical book. Kids love having the physical book. Look, they want to collect them, they want to mm-hmm. own them. I have nothing against ebooks, and it's great. Middle of the night, you're browsing. You say, oh, like, want, as long as you're reading. Yeah, I want to see a sample of it. Uh, Does that hurt like the industry? Like, like. Well, I mean, is better. Is it better if you sell an ebook? Isn't that cheaper? Um, for, like, and better for you. Well, a typical typical uh, author royalties for traditionally published authors, you'll get ten percent of the list price on a hardcover. So, if someone buys a book that's seventeen ninety five, I'll get. Uh, Tyler, do the math. Well, Tyler, what did you get on your CDs when you sell those? Uh, I. W- <laughs> what have I made? <laughs> what is it? Ten percent when you sell it for list price. Well, if someone buys your CD for ten dollars, like like I have copies though. But you're selling your own. Yeah, right? if I, well, after you're a show, to... then I get that. But I think uh, maybe forty percent. That's pretty good. All right. That is really good. But forty percent of seven sales doesn't <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. I can't. I, <laughs> like, what is that? Tyler needs to eat lunch. Hey, he buys books. <laughs> ebooks the in typical contract the industry standard I believe is twenty five percent of what the publisher gets. Mm-hmm. So it it's kind of like but Hollywood. the price could be lower, so it can, right, it's just, right. It's a so numbers one, game. one is based on list price. Right. One is based on net. So do you use a publisher still, or do you kind of self self? Because uh, I I know a guy who he he he's written a couple books, but it's self uh, produced. Like he. Uh, we can like print on demand now. There's companies yeah, where you could yeah. you could go the, write a book. And then... That's probably harder to do. I'm assuming. You, you're definitely going to have yeah, more distribution, know. and or I shouldn't say definitely because some people's publishers don't distribute them. But you'll definitely. Oh, I just said definitely again. I should shut up and listen <laughs> to myself, and then I'll let me start over. You will probably get better distribution with a publisher, a traditional publisher, because the publisher has a sales rep who goes to Barnes and Noble, yeah, regularly and said, okay, these are the books that are coming out. These are the ones we're really excited about. Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, there are so many books that not every book gets that treatment, and people who are really frustrated and they they want to hand sell their book or they want to try to get it out to a, an independent distributor will publish their own book. But one thing you'll notice is people who publish their own books sometimes try to do things they're not good at, like design covers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can almost ninety percent of the time you can tell a self-published book by the cover. Uh, I actually did some ebooks just for fun. I took all of my humor pieces that are, you know, 
funny to me. Yeah. And probably not that funny to anybody else that I would share it with friends. And I compiled them into an ebook. And I think after six years, I've amassed almost $600 <laughs> on the, which, and it, not minus the fifty dollars I paid for each cover. Yeah, um, I'm running a profit, but if you count yeah. if you count the amount of time I spent, and because I'm a nerd, the amount of time I spent figuring out how to format it myself. Yeah, um, I probably I'm about fifty thousand dollars in debt to that. Yeah, but. yeah. So like, is it hard to get in with the? So if there's like a, a, a kid or anybody for that matter listening. Anybody at all, if you're listening. At this point, anybody is still <laughs> kid, kid should not be listening. But, um, we have like right. an age kid, limit. Kid, go the fuck away. This is for adults. <laughs> Kids don't listen well, to an, this An podcast. aspiring don't author. Don't drink daddy's liquor. If there's an aspiring author listening. What, what time is, is it? it? Is it oh, hard? Man, it's not even noon and we're drinking already. Is it? Well, you're drinking. Uh, is it? <laughs> what would be, like, is it hard to get in with a with a publisher without uh, yeah, an agent? Or it's, It is very hard because it's very competitive because everybody wants to do it. Right. Uh, but I broke in. People break in every year. I had a post-it next to my computer when I was trying to break in. There were two of them. One said, how badly do you want it? Mm -hmm. Which is the same with comedy. Yeah. The same with, same with anything. Becoming a podcast, uh, make a millionaire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, well unfortunately, I, I, we, we only have amassed one I have a post-it so over there if you'd like to write me some <laughs> yeah. inspirational quotes. And the other one said, are you him? Because when I was watching the movie Shadowlands about C.S. Lewis, uh, he was meeting for the first time the woman he was corresponding with, and her young son went running up to his brother with so much enthusiasm, delight, because he loved his book so much, and said, "Are you him?" And that—that's kind of like my icon, my role model. I want oh, that's to, cool. I want to write books that excite kids that much. I just got an email this this morning. Actually, I got it last night, but I opened it this morning about a kid who had just sold his first short story. He was in college, and he was inspired by reading my story. Oh, so that's, said, uh, that's yeah. Awesome. I mean, that's, you can't get higher than that. He, he said, "Thank you for for." <clears throat> sharing wondrous morbidity with, <laughs> with children's literature. I, I love that phrase, wondrous morbidity. Yeah. I do write creepy things. I do write weird things. I, I I don't think there are any ghosts in the book I gave you, Tyler. Because right. I, <laughs> I, I'm, I know I'm, that's not I'm your a fear. thing. Tyler, uh, get through chapter one. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler hides through the, the, October 30th. The, 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 okay. Good job. So what, and then, so you do, I mean, so we're friends on Facebook, so I see a lot of the stuff. But not really. <laughs> no, you, we you do. Um, so a, a lot of your schedule then, you, you, you kind of go on like a book tour. You go to I schools. I used to do a lot of travel, but um, about to, I'm be 65 in March. And I said, screw it. I'm staying home and writing. Mm -hmm. uh, I just, I'm tired. Yeah. But I did. I did. I, one year I was on the road. It's like, it's like stand, I told Ryan Hill. It's exactly like stand-up, except you get treated better. <laughs> Seriously, when he was telling us about stand-up and I was listening to these Sounds podcasts good, and yeah. things, I would get in a plane, I would fly somewhere, a librarian or a teacher would pick me up, drive me to my hotel. <laughs> Sounds they like would, a dream. They would pick me up each day, drive me to the school, well, drive me back. They pick you up like in the librarian yeah, can you or imagine teacher, like a, a in the uniform. Like, the difference of the the universes: a librarian <laughs> picks you up compared to a comedy club booker who is probably smoking three cigarettes <laughs> at, at the, the time, time. <laughs> drunk, and the librarian's probably you know buttoned all the way up, like "Hello, Mister Lubar, how are you today? <laughs> Would you like to come to our yeah, four-star yeah. hotel?" Well, let me disabuse. Let me disabuse you of all those stereotypes uh, <clears throat> librarians the only people who drink harder than librarians are children's writers what? <laughs> no librarians way. are awesome seriously they, uh, my god we party they're just <laughs> oh, they're, what they're where do you guys where are you, you party give me a story yeah, of a librarian where are you partying where are you partying <clears throat> They I need to know. By, the, by the card catalog because like, we party hard I want to know like, <laughs> they, um, I need a the Dewey Decimal System because like, they librarians get really le much less pay than they deserve so they're not sure. doing it for 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 the money but no they're they're they love reading they love books yeah. uh, teen librarians are the coolest people in the world they're they're the ones who the teen can talk to when the teen mm -hmm. wants to come out of the closet and his right. parents sure. will kick him out of the house they're yeah. the ones who can Talk to really yeah. is a safe place. They're, absolutely, you know? even in the middle school. As a matter of fact, the title story in oh, I have a book coming out. Um, there we go. The title story right, in this book, which these stories have been called Twilight Zone for kids. What, which, what's this book? Uh, you, it's you called. Plug it because it's called uh, Check Out the Library Weenies and Other Warped and oh, Creepy Tales. Oh, it's right tales. here. Okay. And I will explain weenies in a moment because it's not like what it sounds. But uh, the title story is about these kids who hang out in the middle school library before school because it's the only safe place. And then the library gets closed because of mold. Like oh, okay. Nazareth, the yeah, school yeah. my daughter went there. And so they have to find somewhere else to, for safety, but they can't find any place. So they decide to build 
a protector and they make a golem out of clay, but they forget the cardinal rule of horror that you're, the, the monster always turns on the creator. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and But anyhow, let, can I explain weenies really quickly? Yeah, yeah, of course. After I clear my throat really loudly. <laughs> <clears> throat> don't, pass six, don't get past 50 kids. Everything. <laughs> <clears throat> don't worry. My, er, I don't play on it. Uh, 20 years I was walking around my town actually I was walking in Tyler's neighborhood yeah. which is nicer than mine <laughs> and there was a guy mowing his lawn where do you live? I live I live in the lower end of Lower Nazareth <laughs> it's like the lower south end south side no, it's, it's <laughs> south side Lower Naz I saw a guy mowing his lawn which is no big deal but then I saw another and another and I realized every single guy except me was mowing at exactly the same time <laughs> and that's weird but I figured it out it had rained for a week and the yeah. grass was soaked and then the sun came out and the grass started to get dry and the instant the grass was dry enough to mow, all these people said, oh, we can mow, we better yeah, mow, yeah. and they ran out and mowed. It's the same people who wash their car on a Saturday if the sun's out, even if the car's clean. Everybody yeah. So I thought, I, I use what if a lot, and I thought, what if a kid moved to a town like that, and his parents were normal, and he was afraid they would become lawn, obsessed with their lawns? Yeah. And I always, I'm the guy who you don't want to live next door to, because I don't like to mow. Yeah, I no, always, I, I... I always I, live next to the guy who mows it with a scissors. <laughs> and so I called... Them lawn weenies, like, happily I called the story In the Land of the Lawn Weenies. <laughs> and it was in one of my first collections, but my publisher decided to combine the collections. I th And my editor thought Lawn Weenies was a funny title, and they asked an artist if he could do it. And I got so lucky because the artist they contacted was named Bill Mayer. He's world class. He does National Geographic. He does New York Times. He does yeah. all these oh, really. Yeah. He's, he's great. And he did Lawn Weenies. And the cover was brilliant. And the next time I had a collection, I decided, got to do weenies again. And I always called the joggers road weenies because the ones in, I see in Lower Nazareth never smile. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they look so unhappy. So yeah. I it was like story. Tyler. Like, you lift weights. You're yeah. Yeah, well, I know. And the they've got lactic, lactic acid, acid on their whole body there. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> lactose intolerance, people can't even go near them. It's I know. So, <laughs> so anyhow, at the upshot is every story collection has a weenie in the title. And I've been able to go around the country for... 20 years saying weenie in schools and uh i'm sure they love it Be, well well it's great i mean no this is like it's like, all this is fascinating like i'm i'm i'm, I'm very happy i just well we're gonna get into news stories right? i know this but is before like my that, favorite be guest so before that i want to hear your funniest story about a librarian getting partying wasted. if you can say it or you can think about it and we'll come back to it um, well, there was a funny story about me partying with the librarian. There we go. Uh, yeah. they, had a, they had an open house for the authors at the end, and I, I ran to a very famous uh, writer named Lawrence Yep, who wrote a, an amazing story called Dragon Wings about uh, a kid who wants to design, a man who wants to design an airplane, and it happens during the San Francisco earthquake. Anyhow, he's a great writer, and he's holding a glass of wine. He goes, You know, at these things, I only drink one glass of wine because I saw an author get drunk once, and it wasn't pretty. <laughs> And I look at the bar, and I had just started drinking scotch, and they had a full <laughs> bottle of Balvini, which uh -huh. is my favorite yeah, scotch. Yeah, Balvini 12? Uh, yeah. yeah. And nobody else drank scotch. And at, at, at some point, the party <laughs> ended, and I woke up the next morning what? in my bed with blood on my face. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, oh, man. I thought it was my With the library. I had, I had tri I got into my room somehow, yeah. tripped on the, on the corner of the bed behind the blanket, Hit the wall face first. Luckily, I hadn't broken anything. Yeah. Um. So that there wasn't a librarian there. Was there, there were teachers and librarians. <laughs> and I have no idea what their impression of, of me was. <laughs> you never talk during, about it again. During the time between the first drink of scotch <laughs> and the time I got to uh, my, I'll tell you another quick one. It's not. It's not. It doesn't end disastrously, so it's not funny. But <laughs> there are these two librarians who was who are hosting two librarians they, walking through a bar are they hot librarians um compared to me everybody's hot okay. um, oh that's that's funny though because i will often go to dinner with librarians and they're often all female so i'll walk into a bar with seven women and I'm, i am so self-absorbed i don't notice things but people say oh man these guys keep staring at us from the bar that's right but these two librarians, would you like to talk to one of these ladies 50 bucks yeah do you have these, your library card? <laughs> kept saying, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna drink you right uh, under the table when you come out." We yeah, drank Chris Crutcher under the table. Chris Crutcher's a great guy, a young adult writer. Uh -huh. So I get out there, we go to a bar, and they each had one dirty martini, and I had seven, and uh, I got back See, to the place. That's, yeah, yeah. That's how I roll. But no, librarians. Yeah. Oh, my they, mom was a librarian too. Okay, and she was actually uh, at librarian at my elementary school, and then at my high school, she kind of followed me. But that was cool because I was a mama's boy. But no, I've I. Would you remember Sally Kimball? 
Uh, from Lower Nazareth. That sounds familiar. She's a Lord, she lived in my neighborhood. Her son's like was my is my best friend. She was a librarian. Well, he tells you he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, ev- yeah. everybody go to your local library. The Bethlehem Public Library. Oh my is, God, is fantastic. Josh Burke, Josh Burke, who is the director, is a fellow author. Okay, he, yeah, and and Josh Burke is a head banging, wild, raving punk musician. And oh, he, okay. and he has crazy librarian parties. <laughs> so yeah. Go to the no, you know, it's, they have a book sale I got a video every couple of Josh months. Playing at his party, uh, playing yeah. playing uh, punk music. Yeah, but but no, we uh, they they have a book sale every couple months and same book. <laughs> yes, this sucked. No, you go to it's, it's great stuff. So look that up. But obviously the the libraries. Hey, we're forty minutes in. Let's let's let's, let's do a couple. Wow. Even as, as, as fascinated as I am about all this stuff, seems like only thirty nine. Uh, um, we got to talk news stories. A news couple. Stories? Well, pop, we don't we don't have any. We don't have music fest left, unfortunately. Well, I think people are music fested out anyway. Um, if if you're listening to this and you participated in the music fest photo scavenger hunt, we have started giving out prizes. So just sit tight. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get those out to you. Um, or loose, sit loose, but make sure you're sitting. Out but there. Be you're gonna safe. anybody who <clears throat> every, anybody who participated this year is getting a prize. You're getting a prize, nice. Pretty good. Am I really loud? Um, nah, I mean you're relatively loud. This you're 40 minutes in. You're Tyler. Like, you look so like Donald Trump's signature. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you're loud. So uh, the Catholic Church is in trouble. Oh boy. What What's interesting is there were 301 priests who were named. I love the, the one. The one. <clears throat> And this guy. They couldn't just be like there was over three hundred. My favorite is so that who's anybody who's not up to, to speed on this, I don't know where you've been living, but died last week. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, PA attorney general released a I don't know what you call it. An announcement. Uh, 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 uh they looked into they looked into kid diddling in the Catholic <laughs> Church and I think there's a, a more Scientific term than sexual kid. sexual abuse. Yeah, sexual abuse. And it uh, the uh, three hundred and one. There's some local. There's some local enough that I've had friends post on Facebook like mm-hmm. this guy was in my house. Yeah. Um. And the thing that whatever we don't need to get into this big philosophical debate about religion or anything. But that was my major. I want to use well, it. <laughs> that's fine. But the, the, now's your time. You've waited all this time <laughs> from college. The thing that bugs me is I saw some people on like Facebook post. Um. Well, you know, uh, is there actual proof? And I'm like, well, what? Jesus Christ! What? <laughs> Literally, <laughs> do you do you want Polaroids? Yeah. Like, what kind of proof? What are you, you looking want? for? Yeah. Like, I actually like I posted. It was like an. Um, I, I don't. I tend not to try to post on morning call the cesspool yeah. of comments. But I'm like, what? What more proof do you want? Yeah, that a, will cause a, more harm than good. The than confessions, their confessions. Yeah, yeah. Than a kid who said. Uh, yeah, this priest sexually assaulted me. You're like, oh, oh well, it, it's an accusation. Uh, we need more proof. Like, what do you want? Do, yeah. you, do you want? Like, what do you want? These are the same people oh, that don't believe like, Pizzagate was 100% real. Which just blows factual. my mind. It's just like, do you, do you need a video <laughs> of the? Do you want to watch it? Is this yeah, what you're looking yeah, at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I there's a lot of crises going on with people who are, you know, I have friends who are in. Whatever religion is horrible, in my opinion, <laughs> it's just like I'm sure there's a lot of great things going on, but we can do it with the Moravian grad. Uh, well, you know, if I'm if I was raised Methodist, which if you look at any of the you know the the Protestant, you know, this is like the most harmless. Uh huh. You know, it's pretty innocuous. Worst Moravians music. are there. Totally the worst music. Never got should have gone Pentecostal. <laughs> Moravians have the best music, and they're pretty chill and great. Uh, the the bread that um cake the, the cookies no that was it the, the Moravian bread. uh well the Moravians are chill the, the Moravians were the first people in America to educate women because they're like you should be intelligent too no oh, what they, a mistake yeah goddamn goddamn Moravian no did, did but they, 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 Tyler Rothrock be... women Tyler Rothrock <laughs> yeah. care of uh, <laughs> yeah but, but the, well did when, they know that <clears throat> women were inherently smarter than us to begin with <laughs> and now we gave them now you gave them <laughs> They rule us. I think the worst... No, they knew what they were doing. I was going to say the worst part, but there's so many horrible parts. But the part that struck me as soon as I saw the figure is extrapolate. They're talking about six counties in Pennsylvania. Yeah. If you extrapolate that to the country oh or the world... Oh, God, it's, it's thousands. It is 
It, I, I don't know why the Catholic Church hasn't been burned to the ground. Right. Imagine if if you're well, like Tyler Rothrock. <laughs> that um, shows... Imagine if they said um, we found 301 employees at Amazon. Right. Molesting kids. Yeah. That's they don't give it, them time it would for be that. Tur- yeah. it would be it would be shut down the next they day. They don't yeah. have time in the warehouse for that. They, have to, <laughs> yeah. they, don't, they don't even get to pee at the Amazon. Yeah. Like, we can't molest kids. We yeah. can't yeah. go to the bathroom. If what your book you comes wet, you know why. Jesus Christ, David. All right. Um. No, but that's that's a very good way to. Put that. Well, but what's no, it's true. What's it's, that? It's, what's that? Spotlight. Is it Spotlight? Was the movie Spotlight? About that, uh, uh, the sleepers back in the day. Well, the the one where the uh, the it's the, an open secret, and yet we, we that's a, you know there have been joke when I was a kid. People joked about priests. Yeah, you know, half Nelson, full Nelson, Father Nelson. Right. Yeah. And and it's not like oh well we'll give them they shouldn't be celibate, and then it's like maybe you just shouldn't try to f kids. Yeah, yeah. Like how about we just don't don't be celibate, or, or they be- deserve forgiveness. No, they don't. There's certain things, in my opinion, that you don't deserve forgiveness on, uh-huh. and one of them is abusing a child. Like you just don't you don't get it. You you've crossed a line that yeah. you don't get to well, get forgiven well, for. There's actually a line in the Bible which I read for out of curiosity deeply. Did you oh, ever no, uh, I, anyone I, I, anyone who corrupts a child should have be like this is a the paraphrase should be tossed in the ocean with a millstone around his neck. Mm-hmm. There you go. I'm down with that. And the, you know, just the the one sad part is, is the people that do that were typically the research shows that that happened to them. Oh Jesus! Sure, so, it, you know, it's, it's, it's cyclical, like this and they were, but they problem. were also the, the problem is they were entrusted. Have, but speaking of the Bible, real quick, just have you? Do you think Martin Luther ever went on a book tour for the Bible? Um, we're gonna move on from this. <laughs> You think he you ever know? was like, "Hey, I got to be in Jerusalem in the morning <laughs> to speak at, to speak about my book." He's like, I better get picked up by a <laughs> yeah, sexy I'm picked librarian. Up by a, by a, I am going to re- regret for the rest of my life the fact that I did not immediately respond with a brilliant one-liner because that is such a great setup, and I've got nothing. <laughs> well, hey, right. you you should commit that to memory, and you can work on that. And joke. Well. Uh, okay, I I need because I'm Tyler, like, what would you come back with? For that? No, <laughs> I'm just I only do setups. I have, a, I have a hard time with punchlines. I'm I'm I'm, That's act, why I'm, I'm in like, this attic still. I'm, <laughs> I'm physically upset about the thing, so I want to move. I on. know. I just want to lighten yeah, up. Yeah, it, I want to touch it on it because I, I just, you don't want to touch on it, George. Words. Yeah, I want to touch on it. Jesus, hard. come on. Like, it's, it's just I have to say it's so put it maddening. put it in perspective. Like if if that happened at any other institution, I never people would be out. People would be out burning it to the ground. I never thought of it like that. That, that that's a great way to put it with the Amazon, like the a or, or Papa John's. Like there's three hundred one right. Papa yeah. John's. Like they already hate them. Yeah, or you know, they would yeah. be like people would be burning them in the middle of the night. Right. But because it's a Catholic church and you have all yeah, this, it's, this it's whatever true. you it don't is a pass, and we're gonna like, get shit for this. I don't care. But that's fine. I really I don't care. Like they're they're molesting children. Like Jesus. Yeah. Like do you don't like play some hymns. <laughs> Stop! You don't hear the Moravians don't have this problem because they have a nice bookshop and a cool college. <laughs> All right, let's move on because I'm mad. Um, Rightfully so. <laughs> but uh, you know this this works out. You know we're going. It's it's back to school. Bethlehem Mary School District starts on Monday. I'm sure there's a lot of parents who are listening to this right now who are like. Woo-hoo. Yeah, my kids why are, are we back. They're probably saying, "Why are we listening to this right now?" Still, <laughs> we made it forty-eight yeah. minutes in because um, they want to learn how to become a programmer and an author. And five easy steps. <laughs> yeah, all of yeah. David's fan base is like, "We, David's great, but these other two guys <laughs> I got, are weirdos." I got, I got news for you. My fan base is probably in this room. <laughs> Wait, David, you you got to make sure you share this with your six YouTube um, subscribers. This, yeah, uh, you know, oh, what? you know, this... my idea. I was going to live stream this, and I totally forgot. That's fine. This this time, I remember, like, so I think it'll always be ingrained in my memory of, like, when the weather turns this way and the, like there's the, a certain smell in the air. Yeah. I used to, like, get depressed. Back to school time depressed me. Did it? Because, yeah. like, when I was, like, a senior in high school, this when I, maybe when I was like in middle school I got upset when you were like a senior in high school yeah because you were done it was you were good well you know you're excited you're like this is you know, I'm yeah. going to my last year I'm pumped that's true there's, there's all these things maybe that are going to happen in the future I mean um, they didn't yeah but um I just didn't like, I, yeah, I, I just didn't like being stuck in a place for I just uh, but wasn't it like when you look back on it and I, I, grew, I grew up in the middle of you know Jim Thorpe and uh, the, he no. grew, he grew up in a lake <laughs> no I grew up in the middle of nowhere. Um, north of an hour north of Jim Thorpe. That's Mock Chunk, right? The lake. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I grew up uh, Lake Wally Paul 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 Pa
But no, like even going to football games where where you would go to a high school football game and you're in high school and you'd be like, who's you know where where, where is everybody? You know where are people <laughs> sitting and yeah, like that was exciting. That was good stuff. The stress of. Yeah, I guess so. Well, you put a, set a you know, I, of calm over the whole audience here. Yeah. Audience. I don't know if I'm allowed. I, I'll say it. Um, I don't want to go too deep into it. But yours truly will be operating the Jumbotron at all Liberty wow. Liberty home games this season. So if you go to a Liberty home game. You know you have to know how to add to do that, right? <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm training on a the touchdown. software. Jumbotron is all logic. It's not math. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm training on the software. George will, will be playing uh, I'll play Bart Bart versus versus the world, world on the <laughs> Jumbotron. Badly. <laughs> yeah. People saying, don't jump into that knife, you idiot. <laughs> well, you oh, can, look, the climbing is just flipping the sprite. You we can actually. I think I can actually do that. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, but yeah. But no, yeah. It's, it's exciting. I mean, it's cool. I mean, we. We're right now uh, a couple blocks away from Liberty High School, and just, I think I passed it on the way here. Yeah, it's just it. I don't know. Twice. I mean, it's different to everybody, um, but this time of year is just, it's just really cool. Mm-hmm. Like kids are going back, so yeah. there's a lot of parents who are like, "Woohoo!" There's, but I always find funny is I have a lot of teacher friends, and you know, they get whatever you think about how much they're paid, whatever it's, it's uh, irrelevant. Too much. It's not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, they, Can I uh, mention my daughter's a teacher. Yeah. Well, let, let's be honest. My, my parents were both educators. So I come from this. Uh, my sister works in a school district in Portland, Oregon. Um, but yeah, they, they get, they get the summer off. I mean, come on. They lunch in Portland. But yeah. <laughs> they and get, weed. they get the summer off to a degree. I mean, they get more time than, than regular, not non teachers. Uh, so there's a lot of people on Facebook who are like super depressed that they have to go back to work, <laughs> and it's great. I mean, they, I've I've been watching all their pictures of we're at the beach for three weeks. Yeah, I think. And now it's like you're going back to school. I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad, bro. This is well, that. I think I wrote. <laughs> remember, I wrote that thing for you a couple years ago about the the teachers going back. Like uh, we should redo it. Yeah. I forget what the premise. I think of it's it was. funny. Or remind me to tell all the teachers you know that they listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, I think it's true. you should. You got to have a dose of reality. I think well, it's funny that you got to go back to work. So. I, well, but in their defense, I think if teachers no, they do a, had they, to they do a thankless with, job. Uh, the ch- like children all year round, uh, <laughs> you we would have to let them hit kids again. That would have to be allowed again. I agree. Or exclude some completely from. The I don't party. know. Like, yeah. there's kindergarten teachers. Like, that's a job. And they aren't glorified babysitters. Like, yeah. They're teaching children right. while these kindergartners are just attempting to all murder each other. Like, well, it's, 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 a, it's amazing that that exists. A couple um, months ago when uh, our fearless leader and uh, some of his counterparts mentioned that maybe we should arm teachers. It's a great job. I was uh, <laughs> thankful that he's, that he's would, wasn't happening when I was in school because... <laughs> Oh, me too. If I, there I was been... a kid that would have been shot, I would have been. Well, like kid. you're a teacher with like a handgun on. You don't think <laughs> yeah. like the kid's gonna come up and be like, "I'm just gonna take this yeah, handgun." Tyler, from where's me. your homework for the seventh straight day? <laughs> I don't know. Boom. <laughs> Where is it? <laughs> uh, so no, this is exciting. Um, I thought about this idea, and I don't know how this will play, but I'm gonna say it. All right, right go. For it. I think we're late enough in it that either people have stopped listening. I think <laughs> if they made so if they made kids bring guns to school <laughs> what? no kids would bring them because nobody ever <clears throat> kids just want to like i'm not bringing my gun today like, timmy you have to have your gun today it's like no mom i'm i don't want to bring because i never brought I, like, guys I, I, does I, everyone I, have I, their I, gun so yeah. like, no I, i'm not bringing it today mom i'm not I shooting legit, anybody I, I had this conversation yesterday where i grew up one of the holidays we had a day off for the first day of doe season. Oh, shit. You know why? Because they were afraid people would come from New Jersey and shoot a school bus and mis- mistaking <laughs> yeah. it for a, for a, no, a they, they just knew that no one would come to school. So they're like, well, let's give it up. Kids would come to school, and this is pre-Columbine, kids would come to school with, you know, guns on the back of their pickup trucks. And it's not, it wasn't even weird. It's just like, that's just what it is. I think that would have always been weird to me. Back, It's weird now when I think about it, but back in the day, it's just like, that guy hunts. Okay, and there are people yeah. who There's so many. It's just not. Like, yeah, yeah. Seriously, there are people who that deer is going to help them with yeah. the groceries for the month. I That's think I, I've told this story before, but my first girlfriend I ever had uh, we was out. a deer. Ew, no. George. She was, she was we, a deer hunter. Well, this, this was, God, just let me tell the story. <laughs> yeah. So we're hanging out in her basement. And I'm like, woohoo. I'm like, I got to go to the bathroom. She's like, oh, it's one of the doors over there. 
So I go into the door and I open it up and there's um, six or seven deer carcasses hanging from the oh, that ceiling. Was, that was by design. Her dad's like a huge hunter. Well, that, her dad. So I walk yeah. in there. I'm like, no. Yeah, like, I gotta go. It was terrifying. <laughs> I can picture it right now in my mind because they're, they're all the body, all the deer bodies were slit down the middle and they're hanging. And he was standing at the top and of the like, steps, tapping a rifle. No, That's he was standing you. at the top of the stairs, saying it puts the lotion on his skin. <laughs> He's like, you like that, George? That's did you have any of that? You had a do- you have you have a daughter. Did you have any of that? Those weird boyfriend. Interactions. Um, my daughter um, had some very colorful boyfriends. One, one of whom I called Rooster Boy because of his double blue mohawk. <laughs> that would be tough going to visit. double the, blue mohawk. The scariest. You, I is think your daughter your daughter's a teacher in? Yes, she is. In um, do you, can you say what area? I, she's in New Jersey, right. and I am actually I was joking about hunters from New Jersey, but I grew up in New Jersey. I'm one of those horrible people who came to the Lehigh Valley from New Jersey. No, yeah, what are you you ruining think, our Lehigh Valley? So I think there's, I think. The, the dad of your girlfriend would, is scarier. Uh, scarier than a guy tapping the rifle would be a humor writer. <laughs> because imagine being called Rooster Boy by your girlfriend's dad. That's <laughs> or, that be was, like, like, oh, if I look back, I know that my first girlfriend's dad like hated me. <laughs> and I remember uh, like 10 years later, I was driving somewhere in Scranton on the highway. And uh-huh. I saw him in the car next to me. I'm like, fuck. So <laughs> I, like, I like slowed down so he wouldn't be next to me. I didn't have to see him. Man, I wrote a story about a, scared a, me. a guy who realizes that his girlfriend is sequentially dating every possible type of boy her father will hate. <laughs> and she's only dating him because he's a punk. You know, she's, yeah. She dated musicians. Yeah. She dated just all this, these... That's why I'm trying to be a good dad. Push the yeah, because this is in George's I'm like, future. Why, you know, like, date a nice guy. Uh, well, you, you, you don't have to give mad. time, which she's two. You have she's like two. I'm trying to be a good positive... I don't, I'm trying to be a positive influence so she doesn't go out and be like... I'm well, mad. this this podcast p- puts you in a positive light. <laughs> yeah. sure, certainly. I'm sure she's gonna look. There's gonna up. be no questions in the future, Daddy. Why did you? I that think other... you might have lost your pedophile priest demographic. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. If you yeah. like diddling kids, you are uh, not allowed. Dead to us, literally. <laughs> yeah. To listen. So, what are we gonna do for the rest of the day here? Are there any good like librarian? I'm gonna parties? go stretch my arms. My wife is. If you haven't heard my child scream, it, it's because my wife is at Q Mart. Q Mart. And I'm like, uh, I wrote her a list. I'm like, hey. Q-tips. Q <laughs> yeah. balls. Wait, yeah, have you yeah. ever been to Q-Mart? I've never heard of it. Oh, oh. That's what I'm saying. That's a not Which means you would love. Which means you it's either would... really upscale or really downscale. <laughs> you, no, I, uh, I, I think you would absolutely love Q-Mart. Does it have video games? It has, uh, it has a VHS store. Wow. See? Do you see his eyebrows <laughs> go up? He's like, what? It's a, it's a Quakertown farmer's market. It's open on the weekends. It's... Horrible, but you can get. You, it's the only place in America. I'm thinking that you can get a, a Japanese sword, fried chicken. You can buy a parrot on the sword, sir. Well, you <laughs> yeah, could. You could buy a parrot, get some comic books, and you just stu- say parrot. Yeah, a parrot, a live parrot. Oh yeah, the Look, last time I was there, uh, it the escaped. word for today, re- listeners, is psidicosis. P s i t t a c o s i s. Look it up. Be amused. <laughs> when and the last could... time I was there, they had a parrot escape, and it was. There, there like a go. big, like a big parrot, one of those African parrots, and it was like. It's, it's a weird announcement to them all. Attention shoppers, they didn't be on tell the for a parrot. I don't think they have a PA. Actually, but they have it's. It, they have a flea market outside, which <coughs> is also interesting, and they have. You, you can tell I'm a fan of RoboCop. They had. Um, it didn't. No, I didn't notice that. <laughs> they they have. Um, I don't know what you call them. Curio stores where they have like this pop culture comic book type stuff. And they had, uh, I try, I almost bought it. It was a $300, uh, like two foot tall RoboCop thing. And my wife stopped she me. She vetoed. So she, she came vetoed. in. She's like, no. Yeah, no like, we're here to buy uh, Japanese swords and chicken fingers. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> but no, it's, it's really, it, it's worth your time um, for people watching as well. But there's some stuff there that you can't find anywhere else. This is really. Yeah. Really... Well, let's, uh, let's get people, let's get people on their yeah, way. Let- but well, hit up, I want to well, ask Dave before he's going to be the expert on this one. We had a we had a, oh, la- dear Lord. last <laughs> episode. Me and George struggled with pronouncing a word, and we I want to know if you can if you it will roll off your tongue better than it roll colloquially colloquially colloquialism colloquialism. Yeah, he said it. One time he nailed it. 
One time. That yeah. takes a it takes it again. Tyler, you need to read more. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I don't so you can start by reading read his Read out book. loud, yeah. So what, what do you want to plug? You got... Plug um, it. Ch- check out the library, Weenies. Where can people get it? Uh, bookstores. It's traditionally published. You can get it at any bookstore. I'm going to be at Let's Play Books in Emmaus. Um, I'm I so suck at promotion. I don't even know the date, but... I'll find, um, I'll find it will if you, <laughs> if you if if you're still listening and you're truly interested just google let's play books or lubar that's left up ba right if you have a nintendo joystick <laughs> uh, i have a website davidlubar.com it's an eponymous website that's the other word for today eponymous <laughs> eponymous colloquially 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 cholesterol my cholesterol is colloquial <laughs> colloquial so yeah, um, check out it's by David Lubar, L-U-B-A-R. Left up uh, B-A, right? Check out the Library Weenies. Yeah, and there's and a bunch of other. It's books. a short story collection. I have. Yeah. Uh, this is about my Attack of the book. Vampire Weenies. Well, there's Ninja Weenies. He's got a tough crowd. Was it is it a tough crowd with Colin Quinn reference? <laughs> Wireless um, or just in general like a tough. It's, crowd. Yeah, it's just general reference. It's yeah. a short story there. But yeah. and if you want graphic sex and violence, uh, I have a novel called uh, Character Driven. <laughs> what? Yeah, this isn't on the back of this one. <laughs> no, it isn't. There's no there's there's no sex. There's a lot of violence. Um, it's they're much darker than people realize because of the cheerful cover. The final story in it is about a monster who visits a kid once a week and eats one of his fingers. Jesus Christ, dude! That's what? but he does not have sex with him. Yes, well, as long as he doesn't have sex with him, that's fine. Yeah, he's, he's, that's the basically that's the, the 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 message of our podcast today. Right. Don't have sex with kids, but yeah. you can maim them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Only one finger at a time. <laughs> and we're done. All right. Well, All right. Thank, thank you, you, David. Uh, for be- this is uh, this is awesome. Thank you, David. Uh, check out his books and check out uh, Bart versus the World. Yeah, NES, no, no, <laughs> it's almost as bad as the other really horrible game I did. Swamp Thing. Don't play Swamp Thing. <laughs> Swamp Thing on what? Uh, Nintendo. N- Swamp Thing on Nintendo. Yeah, I get down. Nobody that. could finish. It was too hard. Apparently, I, I get was unaware of that. Now and beat it today. <laughs> All right, thank you very much. Thanks.